0: The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Panic Room in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making the sound good. It is the Duchess of the Dorks. It is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley.
1: Howdy, howdy. How are you?
0: So this is something I just realized. This is our... We have now done 26 episodes in captivity.
1: Yeah. 26. It feels like more than that. It feels like
0: a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it feels like yeah, It does feel like... It's going
0: to be weird. Like, at some point, um, whenever we do go back in the studio, and Mm -hmm. who knows when that... At this point, I'm not planning... I have pretty much, I don't know about you, I've pretty much told myself that I'm. we're doing this whole dang magazine from home. Yeah. Which would be, no, I completely... we send the magazine to press end of May.
1: Mm-hmm. And I've that's exactly, kind of written off
0: May as I'm going to be here.
1: That is my exact timeline is my hopeful thought process while still being realistic is June around June 1st that we can finally yeah. maybe live a little. We'll see.
0: But, yeah, we'll see, but, but it'll case, be weird uh, when we por- do
1: get back into the studio.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will be weird either way. Anyway, um, so do it first, four through the door. I'm sorry, I got. To side oh
1: back. yeah, I, you completely distracted me. Um, my bad. Yep, hang on. We have Andrew Christensen, Ed, Rob Hadaway, and Tony. Welcome in, guys.
0: Hi, guys. Today is Tuesday, April 21st, 2020, 219 days until Thanksgiving, episode 945, 945, Zach Curtis's ERA in the illustrious Texas Rangers career, those six and two-thirds inning in 2018. On today's show, friends, we've got some headlines, very small school heavy today. It's a big small school day. Uh, I didn't plan it this way, just but happened. Um, it just kind of happened because we were going to do headlines today and a lot of the headlines, in fact, almost all of the headlines are small school, high school football related. And then, back half of the show, yesterday, I talked with the head coach of the Hall of the Bearcats and Arena Football League alum, Mitch Abels. a former Pensacola Barracuda, I think that's what they were. Um, and so, we talked with him about that, but most importantly, his Bearcats. So. Uh, we will have Coach Hall or Coach Ables of Hawley coming up here at the back half of the program. Um, okay, let's get to some headlines from around the state. Uh, we had a relatively sizable um, step bomb yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a relatively sizable step bomb from the uh, the small school ranks. Now the two way ranks. Uh, we are talking about uh, Britt Hart, Britt Hart, the head coach. Uh, of of Fall city mm-hmm. is leaving Fall city uh, to go to Merkel Merkel has been open for uh, for a little bit uh, but this is this was a pretty pretty surprising move I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a guy who uh, Bret Hart has been there for five seasons went 58 and 12 58 and 12 back pretty to back good. state semifinal appearances they lost to Mart both times past two years. He goes to the semifinals twice. Um, he is leaving Fall City uh, to take over at Merkel. Uh, Brian Ramsey left uh, to take over at Morton, um, who's playing eleven man ball now. So mm-hmm. he leaves there. He's going. They're going to play eleven man ball in twenty twenty one. Kind of starting a program there. Um, coach and and Coach Hart is now moving uh, to Merkel, which if you're unaware, Merkel is outside uh, of Abilene. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of gr- you could probably call it Greater Abilene. I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't know if we yeah. have anybody about Abilene here, uh, in in the comments. I would say that that is probably Abilene hardly has suburbs. That's probably not a fair way to say it. Right. But it's on the um, outskirts, it's outside of yeah, it's west of Abilene, mm-hmm. uh, kind of halfway between before you get to Trent, uh, which mm-hmm. has the grill statue. Uh, but the uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, from what I understand, um, Coach Hart has family in the Abilene area from what I understand. So that was one of the reasons to to move there. Obviously a pretty big move. Fall City is a good job. Oh, Fall yeah. City is a, a consistently consistently competitive um and consistently, you know, they they won a title back uh earlier part of this decade. Um Fall City is a team that did they win that title? Let me see. You're looking the live coverage of Rob me Hataway's. making sure that Fall City won a title. Rob
1: Hadaway said that, yeah, Merkel, Trent, and Sweetwater are basically considered like the outskirts of Abilene.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Fall City won it in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, they won a title. I mean, they have great pedigree. They've always got great, great kids down there. Uh, that is another part of the – that's a part of the world. I don't know if how how familiar people are with, with Fall City, but Fall City is – Ooh, I might put my foot in my mouth here. I'm pretty sure that they have a very—it's like a German-Polish like community. Um, you get a lot of guys with uh, with SCHs in their name, like uh, yeah. uh, things like that. Uh, and, like a and I always, yeah, that a player whose last name was Viatric, i want to say it started with a W—stuff um, like that. Ah, uh, but they always—they ha- are always a very tough out. They're always it's those blue-collar kids. So Fall City is going to be a really, really good job there, at the small mm-hmm. school level, two A Division two. Uh, as Fall City's come up, and as Britt Hart is leaving to go to Merkel, uh, we're going from South Texas to East Texas uh, as Paris North Lamar uh, has made a hire. Paris North Lamar has been looking for a coach uh, for a little bit, um, and uh, uh, as Coach Aaron Emiabi uh, left after after five years. Um, led him to the playoffs in his first year, and then they weren't really able to, to recapture that magic. They have tapped uh, Cooper Kroll. Cooper Kroll has been the offensive coordinator at Midlothian Heritage the past couple of years. He's a, a, a rising star uh, in the Texas high school football ranks. He's getting his first crack at a head coaching job. Cooper Kroll will take over at Paris North Lamar. Uh, so the Panthers uh, pick up a, a, a well-thought-of DFW area mm-hmm. um uh, ba, 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 a coordinator uh, to take his first job there. Uh, so Cooper Kroll will be the new head coach at uh, Paris North Lamar. Uh, a couple of uh, late night bombs uh, from yeah, uh, our friend. Really? Yeah. Uh, our, our, our friends at Pressbox uh, sports. I want to make sure I get that right. Pressbox sports, right? Pressbox yes. Hold on. Let me make sure I, I, I credit them correctly uh yeah press passports i'm sorry presspassports.com our friend Kale steed uh, out there uh in in amarillo uh two pretty big coaching moves one of them is that west texas high is looking for a, uh, a job or a head coach uh as um as Stephen corsi or i'm sorry not Stephen corsi that's the other one hold on i'll get there uh as Stephen flowers <laughs> you got ahead of hey, yourself Stephen, on that one Stephen flowers uh has left to become the office coordinator at seminole um, uh, he went 40 and 29 over six seasons there uh, at Stannett West, at West Texas, and so the Comanches are looking for a a, a new coach as uh, as Coach Stephen Flowers is leaving there to become the off coordinator at Seminole. The other one that our friend Cale Steed broke last night uh, was um, that a different Stephen. <laughs> uh, another Stephen. Stephen Corsi. Uh, Stephen Corsi uh, is 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 leaving Perryton. Uh, they chose not to ret- retain. Uh, coach Corsi, well, he has landed on his feet. He will take over at Tulia. Tulia uh, is, uh, was looking for a coach after Zach Ramos is, is leaving after two, year, after, uh, two years. Uh, led the regional semifinals in 2018, but uh, weren't able to recapture that magic last year, four and six. Uh, so Coach uh, Stephen Corsi, the former Periton head coach, is going to take over there. Uh, so that is all the coaching news. I do want to mention this. Um, there was an interview... Let me see if I can find this. I should pull this up. Um,
1: we are getting so much Tepper live coverage of looking stuff up today. Yeah.
0: Okay. So this was an interview from our friends at KBTX down there in college station. Um, and, and basically uh, we, we talked yesterday about how state seven on seven is getting, um, is getting canceled, um, canceled, not going to happen this year, unfortunately, because of the uh, coronavirus outbreak. Um, and so if you're talking about actual ripple effects, there was a report out, I believe, from somebody with the with the BCS, um, BCS sports, um, that this is this is obviously this is a pretty big event for Bryan College Station because it draws a lot of people from around the state who stay in hotels and they eat at restaurants and things like that. It's an economy And so boost. there was an estimate out there. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice economy boost, especially in the middle of summer, right? You know, BCS is, is so a college um, town reliant on people coming to the college town. Well, in the summer, you know, people aren't at school. Yeah. And so this is a nice kind of way. This has been a nice boost for them in the offseason uh, economically. If you want to have, you know, if you want to put it in numbers, uh, yesterday, uh, the, they, they said that it would cost them uh, upwards of $2 million uh, in economic impact. Um, uh, that there will not be uh, the the state of seven tournament. So this is not a decision made lightly, obviously, and mm-hmm. it, it it certainly stinks. But if you want to put a fine point on it, there are that there is that ripple effect. You know, well, one question that I that we go ahead.
1: That's what Steph said. The moment that we figured that out is he was like, "Man, those hotel rates are about to tr- just drop like crazy in college station because no one's gonna go down there. Well,
0: you don't and that's think the thing. about vacationing down like there, there. There are a lot of Hotels in Bryan College Station for obvious reasons, which mm-hmm. is uh, about six or seven Saturdays yep. in the fall. Yep. Uh, they exist more or less for those six or seven Saturdays. That's um, that, the same way in any college town, mm-hmm. basically. And so this was kind of another thing that is another football Saturday of people coming and staying in a hotel and, 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 and those types of things and eating at restaurants and, and maybe going and grabbing a beer afterwards and things like that. Now you're not going to be able to have that, and so it's it's a major impact there economically on on uh, Bryan College Station, um, and then finally, yes, TexasFootball.com. Um, our stadium showdown is now down. We've gone from 64 to four, down to the final four. Um, first of all, a small explainer, and and, and to be entirely totally transparent, because yes. there were there was some confusion about the voting. Mm-hmm. Here is here's the full. Honest to God, story. Truth. Okay? Y'all voted too much. Yeah, which we appreciate. Basically, what happened? <laughs> we were using a third-party voting platform, right? And you saw it at TexasFootball.com. You go on there, click your team, and go on there. We overloaded their traffic, and so they shut down our polls.
1: Yeah, they're that's hundred percent
0: what happened. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so our our web guy Will has been trying to get in touch with them, and we cannot get a hold of them. So we, we made the decision. Will made the snap decision. He goes, all right, we need to get these voting up and going because people are asking about it. And Mm -hmm. you people are rabid animals uh, (laughs) when it comes to voting in this thing. Uh, And so we put it up on Facebook. Is it the perfect solution? No, it's not because it's, uh, you can only vote once. And we, you know, we, we we want this to be the kind of thing where you can vote uh, multiple times. Right. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not as shareable as other things, uh, but it's the best we could do on short notice, unfortunately. That is the God's honest truth. Uh, what, we are not smart enough to hide anything. <laughs> and so, no, we, uh, we so... We don't so want to try it, and
1: rig votes. We want it no. to be fun. That's why we do it.
0: <laughs> we want it to be fun. And so we are down to our final four. We're down to our final four. And the final four are... Out of the Region One Indian Stadium in Port Neches, mm-hmm. they defeat Munson Stadium in Denison. In Region Two, they will take on Lobo Stadium from Longview, who edges out Buckaroo Stadium in Breckenridge. So it's Indian Stadium in Port Neches against uh, against Lobo Stadium in Longview. On the other side, the hotly contested one—it's yes. the small school Eagle Stadium in Sanderson, edges RR Jones Stadium in El Paso to make it to the state semifinals. They will have to knock off another headliner as it's Gordon Wood Stadium in Brownwood that takes down Redmond Memorial Stadium in post. And so your two semifinals are Indian Stadium in Port Neches against Lobo Stadium in Longview and Eagle Stadium in Sanderson against Gordon Wood Stadium in Brownwood. Uh, That voting is up on Facebook. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can vote uh there uh and the winner will move on to the finals which uh, I think voting closes Thursday Thursday night. Yes
1: yes Thursday night. Thursday would night be, would be and the, then we'll will the will announce four. the winner
0: we'll announce the winner of the two thousand and twenty uh Dave Campbell's Texas football uh Texas high school football stadium showdown on this very program on Monday. So we will announce the winner there. So they're
1: there good picks go. too they're good stadiums. I like, good picks. I feel good. I feel good final. about
0: all of them. There's not. There's not one of these that I feel like. Oh man, well.
1: Yeah. Well, we got a comment know, that said, "Can we just say that people are voting their favorite teams, not by best stadiums?" And it's just that's the fun part about the voting
0: Buddy, is the fact that it's about getting we, out the vote.
1: Yeah, we can. We can tell you which ones we like best, or which ones we would be surprised that they beat. But it's up to the people.
0: Listen.
1: Be proud guys. of your team.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes. Guys, uh, I've said it before uh, and I'll say it again. Democracy simply doesn't work. Um, that's, a, that's a Kent Brockman quote. I'm joking. I'm joking. Save your tweets. We are Texas Football at, Today. At We're here at noon on TexasFootball.com. <laughs> Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Campbell's, And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. If I may tease something...
1: Oh, please do. Enlighten us.
0: I got our first look at our rankings today.
1: Yes, I did as well because you sent them. If you
0: would like the magazine mailed directly to you to get those rankings, texasfootball.com slash insider, we'll mail it directly to you before it hits newsstands. You get it early in your mailbox uh, and you can brag to your friends uh, on Instagram uh, that you have Dave Campbell's Texas football and they don't. texasfootballcom slash insider makes great kids as well. Texas football.com.
1: Let someone know that you're thinking about them right now and subscribe.
0: Yesterday, I had the great pleasure of talking to the head coach of the Holly Bearcats, who were able to put together uh, literally their best season in program history, uh, Coach Mitch Abels. And we talked about his Bearcats. We talked about their outstanding running back who is now off to the next level. And we also talked about his arena football career. Here is my conversation with Holly coach Mitch Abels here on Texas football today. Oh no! In three. Oh no! Did you do it again? (laughs) Gosh, John. In three, two. (laughs) It's not often that we get to talk to somebody in Jones County, (laughs) but that's that's what we've got here. (laughs) We are joined uh, by the head coach of the Holly Bearcats. It's Coach. uh, It's Coach Mitch Abels. Coach, how are you?
2: I'm doing well. How are you today?
0: How are things in Jones County?
2: They're they're rolling along. You know this. Trying to get through all this and get back to work? Well, I guess first
0: and foremost my question is the most important one, which is how how are you? How are your family? Uh how how are you guys handling this?
2: Uh we're good, you know, we 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 love each other, so that's one good thing about it. But at the same time it's like turns into a reffing match with my two boys sometime and just feels like the house is getting smaller and smaller. How uh, how old are your boys? I got a thirteen and eleven. Ooh,
0: that's, that's fighting age. (laughs) That is,
2: that's that's the real fighting age.
0: (laughs) Well, coach, I I, want to ask you a a little bit about your, your 2019 team, but, but, but even zooming out even further, because before we were getting going, I, I, I I was looking up and I was like, man, you know, I haven't remembered Holly being this good, you know, for a, a, a while, you know, just, but I did the research, right? And you guys have now had, you know, uh, you, you just finished your, your sixth season there. All of them have been winning seasons at Hawley. Um, there's only one other time that Hawley has ever had back-to-back winning seasons, and that was back in the early 70s. And so I guess my question is, what is it that you feel like has clicked? What is it that, that has you guys rolling right now that, that basically is, is, has not been the case throughout the course of program history?
2: Uh, I think it's just it's kind of the relationships that we have. You know, the coaching staff works well together, the kids work well together, and you know, there's a lot of belief going around uh, in Holly Bearcat Land right now.
0: Uh, you guys last year, uh, 13 and one, uh, a run to the quarterfinals, um, and 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 you guys had had looked really unstoppable uh, throughout that. You ran into a, a post team that was obviously playing a really good ball. Um, when you look back on last year, was there was it a, a matter of knowing in the preseason that y'all had a chance to be to be that good, or, or was there a moment during the season that that you looked around and you go, oh, okay, we we might have something cooking here?
2: Well, uh, you know, I, I, we all believe we had a chance to be pretty good, and you know, we had a new quarterback under center, and we you know we were kind of thinking it'd be a while for him to kind of catch on and and get going good, and uh, it just it just kind of clicked early. Uh, you know, we had some good wins early, beat Hamlin, beat Albany, you know, and it just kind of got us rolling in the right direction. And, you know, it was a ride that we were hoping wouldn't stop when it did. We just ran into a good team.
0: Uh, you know, one of the reasons you guys were, were so so outstanding is obviously the, the play of your running back, uh, Colton Marshall, a guy who uh, – uh, ran for more yards than any big country player in history he was uh the, the bch sports o- o- offensive player of the year he's got tons of tons of accolades and, and 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 a question I like asking is you know it's easy to look at his numbers and tell that he's pretty good but as the guy who coached him as the guy who saw him every day in practice what was it about him that made him special
2: oh he just you know he led by example you know he he don't he's, he's a kid that doesn't say a whole lot but you can you can tell by his actions that he's the leader of our team last year one of them anyway and uh you know you could just tell by watching him practice watching him carry himself in the classroom watching him play on friday nights that he he was a he was a good leader for us and everybody followed suit
0: uh we're talking with mitch the head coach of the holly bearcats here on texas football today get involved with the conversation the hashtag tf today coach um, kind of looking forward to 2020. Obviously, we're in uncharted territory now. Uh, you know, well, when we're recording this, the, the UIL just a couple days ago um, uh, said that schools are going to be closed for the rest of the year. Um, I, I, I want to know how your, what your your plan of attack is right now during the offseason. Normally, this would be a time where you're encouraging kids to get in the weight room and things like that. Obviously, that's not available right now. What, How are you keeping in touch with your guys? What, what,
2: what are your messages? Well, you know, that's one good thing about this, all the technology that I'm learning about right now is there's a way to keep in touch with the kids. And, uh, you know, we're just going to, we're going to kind of attack this thing like August 3rd, two days start, you know, and we need to be ready to get there. And and if it doesn't happen then, then we'll just, we'll adjust on the fly. And, uh, you know, main thing is just keep in contact with the kids and. And you know they need to know we're here. You know they need they need that hope that we're here and the hope that the season is going to start when it does.
0: Um, so then you, you take a look forward to to your 2020 squad and and this is a team that uh, like I think there there may be a, a notion to say oh they're losing Colton Marshall uh, that that's going to hurt and I'm sure you're you would prefer to have him back, but the it seems to me that the cupboard is 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 hardly bare. Um, uh, how would you say that you think that your 2020 team? Uh, may be different from your twenty
2: nineteen squad. Uh, I mean, other than the personnel, you know, we we I think we'll be leaning more in the skill area, being better in the skill area than we were last year. Uh, we look, we graduated three of our big offensive linemen, but we got two of those horses back, and, and you know, we just kind of kind of piece the puzzle together and and uh, just can hopefully continue to move on. Um,
0: when you take a look at, at the way that realignment shook things out for you guys, um, it, it, it's it's a lot of new faces, uh, including a three A drop down in, in Anson. Uh, you're adding in Haskell. You're adding in Colorado City, another three A drop down. Um, from your perspective, when you take a look at at, at what realignment did for y'all, uh, what what what's your overall takeaway?
2: Uh, you know, I think it's going to be tougher. I think we have got a really good district. You know. Uh... Stanford's going to be better, sand's going to be better, and, you know, you gain uh, Anson and Colorado. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight from the beginning to the end, for sure.
0: Uh, and finally, we're talking with Mitch as the head coach of the of the Holly Bearcats. Coach, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you um, about your, um, your your arena football career. Um, for those who don't know, coach, you were a star at Hardin-Simmons, uh, and, and, and then you, you go on, played a, a little bit of, of semi-pro uh, semi-pro ball, and and ended up playing for the uh, uh, the the Arkansas Twisters uh, and then the Pensacola Barracudas. Um, what can can you tell us a little bit about your your fondest memories of of playing arena ball?
2: Well, the one I get made fun of by family the most is my first touchdown uh, that I scored. I was pretty excited. It was an overtime game against Tulsa, and I spiked the ball and it went up in the bleachers and. I guess if a ball makes its way in the bleachers, it, uh, just by the playing of the game, it's okay. But if you spike one, and it, it goes up there. You get fined. So I had a, I had a little hunk of my paycheck out. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So
0: just, just by like you, you might be the first person I've ever heard of that got fined for celebrating arena football. <laughs>
2: That's right. I, I guess I, I guess my name will go down in history as the first one to be fined for spiking a ball and celebrating.
0: <laughs> he's Mitch Abels. He's the head coach uh, of the Holly Bearcats coach. Really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on a fantastic 2019 season. Uh, please stay safe. And uh, we'll be talking to you down the road.
2: Uh, absolutely. Thanks for what y'all do for high school football.
0: There he is. Mitch Abels and the accountant. Um, from. Uh, the that head was coach a great story. Bearcats. Appreciate his time. Appreciate him. Yes. Uh, I, I, I had to ask him about playing for the Pensacola <laughs> bear good and, and, like, do you know, like, the arena football was, like, supposed to be, like, the really fun wide open league. Like, do you know mm-hmm. how hard it is to get fined for celebrating yeah. in arena football? <laughs> like, that's impressive. Uh, and, the by the way, the chunk of his paycheck, I also know that, like, they weren't making these NFL contracts. So, it's like, mm-hmm. when they're talking about a chunk of your paycheck, that's, like, that's serious. So. Yeah um anyway we appreciate coach uh, mitch Abels from holly hopping on with us and now we go to ashley pickle for america's second favorite segment final thoughts
1: um one in the pre-show when we were talking about your hair starting to get a little long uh chandra our very favorite chandra she uh she commented and said greg do you need a TFT. Three Chandra,
0: but let's not go crazy
1: <laughs> do you need a tft cap
0: Listen, I will take any, any swag that is sent my way. Chandra yeah. has my address. She has my social security number. She has everything. So Yeah,
1: that's very it's fair. Fine. That's very fair. The one other thing was that uh, the comments were blown up for a hot minute that people want the next bracket to be the DCTF staff.
0: Like who's their favorite? Yeah. Why would I set myself up for a first round <laughs> defeat? <laughs> exactly. Like what I would that's do the is want. then, like, if I could make the bracket, it would be me against a fern in the first round, <laughs> and then I would lose to the fern.
1: Fern, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Team and f- Fern. Step step would win. So there's like, there's no hesitation or ish. Like
0: there's mm, there's two possibilities. Yeah. I don't know it. It's is just cool. Ish is the only person on our staff that I would say is cool.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Everyone else is like
0: a nerd. Everyone else is lame. Yeah. Yeah, they're nerds. But like, the thing is, Ish is a nerd. Mhm. But he but like
1: he's a cool nerd.
0: He's got enough cool qualities to like. To like to like make it work.
1: Yeah. It kinda, it's like it's that's a low bar. Like Being the
0: coolest member of the Dave Campbell staff is a not very low bar. That is gaming with faint praise.
1: Not but, uh, not hard to do. Yeah.
0: No, we're not gonna do that. But if you do have actual ideas for what the uh the next bracket can be, let us know because uh this has been fun. <laughs> so.
1: Brandon um said first round Tep versus Wombats
0: buddy pablo sanchez washes me <laughs> speaking goat. of which nine o'clock tonight twitch.tv slash greg tepper uh it is uh wombats versus giants uh for first first place on the line uh in the league um i might in fact utilize a starter uh i might uh instead of doing um instead of starting the game with angela on the mound i might start it with uh, another pitcher and then switch her in for like go three and three give her arm a little bit of rest i can like say so,
1: you're playing you're playing a
0: well, that's a big game. It's a big game. Wombat Hive. Let's go. It's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Hawley coach Mitch Abels for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football
2: Today.